G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. Round one is almost finished. Almost finished. Someone who's never finished. He, he can always have more. Jono, I'm joined by you. It's, it's the OG crew. It is the OG crew. We've got Stato working and whatnot and Cam still has no power, internet or anything, but he should be back next week getting back on track with the floods. But yes, round one, pretty much done and dusted. Um, some pretty interesting takes coming out of the weekend. A lot of fast, free-flowing football. And um, round one, it's hold your nerve. Don't don't throw the baby out of the bathwater just yet. If one of your primo schools shit or anything like that, but yeah, we'll take a look at how our teams went and see what's what's going on. I reckon. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with my team. What about you, Steve? No, no, I'm just it's all over. Um, the baby's out, out <laughs> with the bathwater. Um, no, it's fine. It's all, everything's fine. Um, so yeah, I did just want to say to the, the listeners, uh, we, we've got all the results from the surveys. Uh, we will be making a few changes in the very, very near future. We've got some cracking articles, of course. Uh, they'll be back with more vengeance this year. Uh, so we've got a waivers article coming out later today. Uh, stream team, of course, later in the week. And Dozen Deals gets rebooted. Rebooted, so we're very nice. excited about that. Uh, that's exciting. There was a lot of victory laps on Twitter, Jono. Oh, gotta love the the early round first game victory laps. It's like I picked Petraka and he's braining it. Well, fucking no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah, it's um. Oh, I mean, fuck, good on you, man. I'd take victory laps all day. Like it's it's good. Uh, tough, tough for the Salem owners though, who were warming oh, yeah. up, looking forward to a new season of football, and five seconds later. Probably your D1 is dead. Yeah, not good. You don't, you don't want to see the injuries, especially the first game in the first five minutes. But, uh, yeah, I haven't heard too much of what's happened. All I saw, I was watching the game. He fell on the already strapped knee. Um, so I guess scans will tell us. Hopefully not an ACL or anything like that. But um, hopefully he's all right and we get to see him back out on the footy field. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk, listeners, we are going to talk a few shocks and surprises. We'll talk a few role changes of note through the games that have been completed. We're recording this, of course, on Sunday night. So the the West Coast, the, the coast off hasn't even started yet. It's about to start. So anything from that game and, of course, the Monday night, we won't have anything on. And we'll be talking a trade target of the week and a waivers. The waivers, which everyone has requested, it's why we kill ourselves to get the show out on a Monday. So, Jono, let's talk some footy. Shocks and surprises. What shocked and surprised you? Uh, what shocked me the most was that JPK can only play midfield. Uh, they, they're trying him as this halfback defender, sort of like Scott Pendlebury. It is not working at all. I mean... JPK is not the quickest bloke on the footy field, and all these young sort of speedy half fours are just jetting past him. Quick, um, quick entries out. It's it's not good. It's not good. So yeah, I wouldn't have thought he had, doesn't have much lateral agility either. No, like you know, he tried to go for a tackle, and the guy's already fifteen meters past him. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not working. But I don't know. You know, Sydney rebuilding. Um, they're trying guys. In new positions like Rowbottom got a lot of midfield time. Uh, Florent was rolling through there quite a fair bit. They're not the biggest bodies out there, so maybe come winter when the colder weather comes in, you know, you need those bigger bodies 
in the midfield that he jumped back in there. And by then, if you're playing positional changes, he could have that defender status. So just something to keep an eye on. That was yeah. probably the biggest shock for me. I just couldn't believe how many like first-game players were not only relevant to redraft, but like blowing the doors off the joint. Like We had uh, Jack Hayes, literally never heard of him. Well, I mean, Unless you're from South Australia. Salary cap, but but you would, you'd walk down the street and you wouldn't know him. Like, it's um, this Nick Martin, all the, like, Nick Dacos and Rochelle. And, I mean, they just blew the doors off the joint. I can't remember anything like it. Yeah, I think, um, is it Nick Martin? Nick Martin now has the highest fantasy score on debut, overtaking Mickey Barlow all those years back. So the 130 he scored just absolutely blew it off, blew it off the, um, the hinges. Yeah. Which is good. Crazy. And it just... Yeah, really amazing. Um, that Melbourne and that Melbourne and Bulldogs game, just the freeze against Oliver and Gorn and Timmy. I can't remember a player getting eight freeze four. No, no. I remember Bond gave ten away, or someone gave ten away last year, I think. Um, but even the Richmond game, they had they gave away one kilometre worth of fifty metre penalties, and that's going to kill you, absolutely kill you. Not just in fantasy, but in real football as well. Was that Tom Brown math where, he, where they gave away like? The distance to the sun <laughs> yeah, and the 50-minute yeah. penalties. Uh, good old Tommy Brown. Don't change, mate. Don't change. Yeah, and there, was, there were some crazy ones. Uh, Tom Green just going absolutely ham for GWS. Like, And it's one of those teams we sort of talk about the glut of good midfielders they have. If he's going to take it to that next level, I mean, where does Jacob Hopper go? Because he only had 58% time on ground. He's essentially not relevant if he's going to be playing no. under 60% TOG, is an inside mid who can't find the ball on the outside. No, that's, I didn't realise he... Like, I was watching the game, but didn't... Re- well, I thought, hey, he's playing all right, whatever, but didn't realise 58% TOG uh, for Hopper. If that's the case, he's probably, what, you're rolling him as M4, maybe, this year? Um, that's not great. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a bit higher in supercoach than AFL Fantasy, so he might... Might be able to move on in Alpha Fantasy. I'm, I'm obviously giving it an, another week, but you're probably not putting him on the field. Um, and another guy like Jack Crisp, midfield time, switch back to halfback, and just he, he's like one of the most consistent performers in the game. I know mm, it's well, round yeah. one, but it's hard not to look at it and go. That's uh, I bad. think you can like, look at it. Like Maynard was out, he was supposed to get that midfield role, and you had Pendles and Dacos. Taken a lot, even though he wasn't playing half back, but taken a lot of those half back possessions. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when Maynard comes back from his suspension. I think round three. Um, but one thing that shocked me as well: Tom Libertore, one centre bounce attendant, yeah, attendance for the whole match. Um, not sure if the listeners know, but he did actually have COVID. So whether that was him still feeling the effects of that COVID and maybe not be able to run out a whole game. Uh, definitely, you think your number one clearance player would be in the guts round one, but who knows? But I wouldn't be too concerned about that one. Do you think, is he, he's a good buy low. Yeah, someone might crack the shift, but you're not getting them off me, Steve, so get stuffed. <laughs> for the listeners out there, for the listeners, yeah. it's, um, you know, those are the guys you should be looking to pick up, like if that's the little narrative you want to um, tell yourself. And and probably we yeah. saw this we saw this bandied about a little bit, Jono, and I want to touch on it because I think the listeners will be interested. 
premium defenders, the guys we drafted as top 10 defenders, it was a big fail for a lot of them. Not mm. not all, but for a lot of these guys, it was a, it was a massive fail. Like you, you crisp, as I just mentioned, you Whitfield, obviously Salem got hurt, Jaden Short, Jake Lloyd didn't play, Dyson Heppel did absolutely nothing. Uh, but we did see some other players score pretty well. We'll sort of talk about it in the chat. Maybe teams aren't fucking around with the ball down back as much. Maybe there's a bit better um, distribution of scores ac- across multiple defenders in the half back line. It's really like I know, it's, as we said, it's round one. You just you just got to move on with it. Um, it's it's not s- looking. It's 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 bad though. It's bad. I think we s- I, 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 it's actually something that I probably will have a look at. The correlation of the data every year round one, everyone's fit, everyone's firing, you know. And I actually had this, uh, a friend of the show, Costa, we'll talk about this in the pub. It's like, you look at Geelong, perfect example. They try the new fast game style every year. Uh, first three or four weeks, you know, we're going to try it. As soon as they lose two or three games, what are they going to do? Shut it down. Kick mark game style. You know, Tom Stewart's schools will go right through the roof. Um, I think that's what we're seeing. A lot of teams, as soon as they got the ball, boom, they're off and running using two or three different guys off that half back line. So maybe for the first few weeks, we've got to um, temper our expectations of those primo defenders that like they might not pop those one big 30s, 120s, but maybe a 90 to 100 for the first month is what they're going to be at best. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like, we, and we do see that. Like, teams want to move the ball fast, and then they lose. So they lose that uh, adventure, adventurous game style. I guess you could say. Uh, a team like Richmond, like Short's, really interesting to me. He's like, he got so many of his points from kick-ins. He, mm. t- that's a worry because it's not like it's not like GWS where there's four guys who can use the ball out of half back equally well like he's he's kind of it yeah that's it like but he was always the guy who got the mark from the kick in and that's why you'd always have you know 30 odd disposals because he's getting the extra maybe one two handball and then launch or something like that but if he's taking the kick-ins then woof. Right. even last year but last year when Hooli was out he was great so mm. yeah i don't know New game plans, people just setting them to roles. Hey, look, again, it's summer, the, the grounds are a bit firmer. Um, I, when, when it slows down, I don't think we'll see this as much. And Bodies get tired, they're going to hold the play up. It's, that's my narrative. Well, fuck, look at Daniel Rich. <laughs> my God, like, you know, it's. Um, I, I think it's interesting that Daniel Rich, I kind of had, had coming back a, a step, but once mm. Coleman went out, I thought, oh, maybe he'll move on. He'll be okay, but uh, we're just sort of not I seeing think he that. Did some, go some, off? He did go off for a little bit. Yeah, well. he did. He did, and that's fine. Look, but we did see some good scores like Doherty, Dale, um, Sard, Houston. Uh, Sink. Well, Houston wasn't even playing in, really in defence. Like Dacos was mm. in defence. He scored well. Sinclair scored well. Sicily scored well. So there were Sinclair. But Sinclair only scored well in the second half when he got put in the guts. Like he was, he didn't touch the ball in the yeah. second quarter. Yeah, that's true. He did start super slow, yeah. Yeah, so it was only the second half when he was thrown into the midfield that he actually scored so well, which is, thank God, because I've got a bit of shares in him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Now, speaking of role changes, Jono, some role changes. 
Sinclair. Sinclair's one of them. Um, yeah, he was playing off the halfback, um, sort of doing a bit of nothing. Second half got thrown into the guts uh, in the CBAs and racked it up. I think he 50 fantasy points in both quarters or something like that. Like, cause the first half he did nothing, so scored particularly well there. Uh, we know about the Pendles one. Um, Rowbottom was an interesting one. He got a lot of CBAs um, on Saturday afternoon. Generally, we thought... JPK would roll through there. Again, they, they might have switched roles. They might switch back. Who knows? But they're some of the main ones that I've noticed. Uh, what about you? Yeah, so Angus Brayshaw, like, and I know that sort of was happening in the preseason, but going into the fence, I think he looks a really nice stash with Salem potentially might be out, might be hurt, might be carrying an injury for a little while. Um, Brandon Parfit, um, as much as Stato crapped on him all pre-season. He, uh, he took the most centre-bounce attendances for Geelong. Hmm. So that was um, pretty interesting. Like we mentioned, Houston now on the wing. Uh, Canelio, straight through the middle, as uh, as was talked about in the pre-season. Uh, Zach Bailey took the third most CBAs for Brisbane. So he didn't exactly light the world on fire with his score. So he might be a guy you could pry away. That looks like a pretty nice role. Zorko heard his... Correlation um, with Zorko going down? I think Zorko well, went Z- first quarter. Yeah, Zorko went early, but Zorko's been... He's missed the whole preseason, essentially, and, and now he's re-injured. Well, mm. I mean, Bailey, like, I think we've sort of spoken about it, Bailey is a point of difference for that midfield. Well, he scored 98 in AFL Fantasy, so maybe, maybe he's a tough buyer, but uh, he's interesting... <laughs> To me, Jared Lyons started really slow, but he, he brought it home late to get an 80-something, so he might be a buy target. On the other side, Cam Rayner started like a house on fire then just completely faded pretty much in that game as well. He's funny because um, he was obviously a really big name for salary cap, but I, I couldn't even get around him for salary cap. I just didn't believe it. No. And also, um, Pal Pepper in that game, Got, uh, I think I called it in the draft kit if Robbie Gray, you know, dies, which he kind of did for a little bit there, then he'd get a, a little bit of a pump, uh, a bump. And I don't even understand anything, you know, he's going to score you 100, but if he's pumping out, like he scored 80 in Supercoach, that's an F4, F5, you'd be pretty happy with that. Guess he's 15, 20 possessions, kicks a couple of goals and a couple of tackles. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, that's what I noticed then. He was playing in the, in the middle too, so... Check out Sam Palpepper if he's floating around there. Yeah, and Connor Rosie is just kind of not touching the ball. Wherever the ball is, Connor Rosie might be ball adjacent. He might not be. We don't know. He's sure as fuck not touching the ball. He, he's in the vicinity of the ball, but he doesn't like to touch the ball. Yeah. He's a, he's whereabouts. Yeah, ball adjacent. Ball adjacent Connor Rosie. Not a fantasy player. That's where um, we need to land. Yeah. No, I didn't see the game, but Jimmy Warple, I saw some reports that he might have been playing a bit forward. Is, is that true? Or? I don't understand the, the love for James Warple. I just think uh, he's just a guy. So we all think, you think that we're still in love with that 2019 season when Titch was out and just yeah. think it's going to happen? or. Well, but I, is he a I'm good ball user? No. 
Mm. What does he? I, I don't know. I don't. Because I've, I've only seen. He's not a Warple seen guy. Mid, I've seen the, the scores, and it's like none of the midfielders for Hawthorne, the big three, did particularly well. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, well, it's kind of funny. Like, well, O'Meara started forward. Oh, okay. Uh, they they really only threw O'Meara in in the, the second half, and that's when they came back. It's like, well, fuck. We'll yeah. talk about him later, Jonathan. Okay. Are those all the role changes we had? All the interesting things we've had? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We'll run through some injuries. Probably. Christian Salem got injured. Don't know how bad. Uh, Xavier Dersma is what, out, injured. Started early. Uh, probably the bad, <laughs> bad one. Suns legend Trent McKenzie. Yeah, that didn't. Jonathan look, didn't look too good. Didn't look too good. Uh, Jeremy Cameron yeah. looks like he's going to miss a week. Maybe doesn't seem too bad. Zorko is absolutely a wait and see. With the um, heard a pop or felt a pop near the Achilles. Now, if you've had an Achilles injury, you don't want to hear another mm. pop or feel another snap crackle. Nothing in the foot area. You want to hear, be hearing sounds. Like, so I'd be no. I'd be real cagey on Zorko going. I mean, we had him super super low, so mm. um, you probably don't have him if you're a listener of the show. But holy shit, man! And uh, Dion Prestia, yeah. no one could be surprised. <laughs> I don't even mean to laugh, but yeah, uh, forty points in the quarter and Jahambone. He was. And that's what he does. Like, he absolutely goes too hard too early. Like, you just went from neutral to fifth gear, and he was bringing it, and then pop goes a string. And he does it every year. Like, I have owned him before and did the same thing, and it's, it's a frustrating own. But, I mean, I know in our home league, he went pretty late because a lot of people weren't hot on him. So, hopefully, if you got him as that M6, M7, it's not going to damage your team too much. Yeah, they're just a horrible team, though, Richmond. Like, their their top scorer was 84. That's Marlon Pickett. Mm. That's so, not good. No, not good. Um, and, I mean, it might open the door for Jack Graham, but, again, Jack Graham's been injured the whole preseason, so what what does he look like? His time on ground is 64%. That's not good. Maybe a Jack, maybe a Jack Ross. Well, he didn't take a CBA. Oh, shit. There you go. It was uh, Koch. Who you don't want to own? <laughs> uh, just go full rebuild, Richmond. Just, just do it. Yeah, just really bad scenes. Oh, the coast off has started. All right. Do you know there was a fifty-point um over because the, the line came out in preseason? There was a fifty-point uh, swing in the spread. Like West Coast were favored yeah. by four goals, and then the Suns were favored by four goals. I think I'm on the on the uh, superior Suns, the superior, superior coast. coast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, listeners, we're going to get into waivers, waivers, Jono. So, look, we're going to do it a little bit different this week, uh, this year, because the ownership we used to do it 65 percent ownership on Ultimate Footy. However, whatever's happened on Ultimate Footy, there really isn't many good players um, in that range. We know that's where yeah, you play. Everyone keeper. has like. 18 te- league te- uh, team leagues, fucking 40 on the bench and this. So all the players are gone. Yeah, and that and that's fine. Like that's how it is. You yeah. keep and you know that's that's where you want to hold your hold your keeper leagues. It's a great platform, uh, but, but it's not really if you're in a 
10 team, 10 team. league or 12 mm. team league. Um, it's maybe not relevant. So what we're going to do is, because we know there's some deep league sickos out there, we will do the, the under 65 areas, but we're also going to do some shallower guys. Jono, why don't you kick it off with your shallower guys you're picking up first? Uh, shallow guys, um, if you're floating around, Jaff probably sitting there in the pool. Like you had those injury concerns going in, uh, so pe- people might have overlooked him in your draft. Uh, if he's there, I'd be grabbing him. Um, Row bottom again, even though he is 83% owned on the um, Ultimate Footy, I reckon he'll still be floating around on your waiver wise. You know, he's sort of on that cusp of being rosterable, if not, but he's put in a good score, so that recency bias, people will um, look to grab him this week as well. They're, and probably Tom Powell. Like, I drafted Tom Powell, um, but when, he, when I saw he didn't get named, I was boom, straight in the pool, didn't think twice about it, um, picked someone else up, but saw he was a late in um, and put out an 80 and a 70 odds, so for, with forward status, that's not too bad either if you're in your shallow league, so maybe look at those three guys, but not sure what Tom Powell's job security would be like if you know he's coming in last minute, so keep an eye on that. You might not want to spend that waiver wire pick. Yeah, maybe that was just a furphy though, because it was just Jared Polek. Old bear. I wasn't. Uh, what do you think about that? Bet you're a Bulldogs man. What, what? Luke Beveridge, the absolute sicko. Good. Stick it up those bloody journos. Like, seriously, you, you saw the pile that came in in the next day, right? What about the day after when old Tom Morris got the um, sarsaparilla? Where's, you know, where's the, sars- where's the support there? But also, my theory is that you know, all these journos, okay, you got the story right, whatever. Is the next reporter going to be held accountable when there's absolutely, you know, keep throwing darts, you're going to hit. But what happens, you know, they keep missing, but they're not held to account for what they're saying some of these articles. Like, I just thought it was absolute bullshit. And look, Bevo was probably frustrated. Um, should have handled it better, in my opinion. But hey, good on him for calling it out. But yeah, I think journos need to, be held in a bit more higher standard instead of just throwing darts and hoping for the best and being first be first well, being not, first yeah. Being f- yeah and that was kind of the yeah well it sounds like you're having a bob each way there Jono quite frankly um, you know me mate get off the fence get off the <laughs> fence I would never sit on the fence um, it's it's an interesting one though because uh, I, I hate having a take on things where everyone has a take yeah. Like, you know, the beverage... Ha- but it was such an easy joke to make, right? The, the double down, you know, because we love a double down when, you, when you're when wrong. Yes. Uh, it's, it's absolutely the nut move. But every fucking person had a take, and I hate having a take when everyone has one. Yeah, it's like, it, it, was just- a ma- it was a massive pile. Like, I didn't publicly make my opinion known, but people asked me about being a Bulldog supporter, and I gave it to them. Like, I didn't shout it from the rooftops, but yeah. Generally, I don't really have a take here or there. On well, I think things. the the more pop, what, the more uh, the public weighs in on a take, the less I want to comment on it. Yeah, you know enough. what I mean. Like yeah. because it's just adding noise. Like mm. no one gives a fucking shit what I say about some journalist, and really, you shouldn't. <laughs> that's no, the fact right. of it, man. You just shouldn't. Well, I, I don't know him, and like I have you know thought from the outside, but that's my thought from the outside. That's it. Simple as that. But. You move yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely move on. Anyway, I was with you on Rowbottom, uh, the leading CBA attendee for the Sydney Swans. Uh, I'll probably grab a little bit of Angus Brayshaw and Elmac uh, with the position changes. Mm. And again, it looked like Zeeble was playing a more defensive role. So that opens up a bit of ball down there. And obviously Brayshaw with... We'll wait and see what happens with the Salem situation, but there could be some great opportunity down there. Uh, and Aaron Norton, man, that dude's fucking... He's so good, hey? And uh, He is, yeah, going to get every single opportunity. Like, the ball's just coming to him. Yeah, absolutely. So if he, if he stays fit, he, he's just an absolute machine. So if he can score like that against uh, Melbourne... Well, to be fair, they did have Lever missing, so that uh, yeah, is obviously Carlton, a huge out. Carlton this Thursday night. Well, it's interesting, you know, Weedering's just such a gun. Total fade in mm. Supercoach this year, but such a gun. Shallower plays, Jono, the shallower plays. Uh, I'm going to look at first game stars, uh, Jack Hayes and Nick Martin. Forward and Pretty. ruck forward, 42% owned, 38% owned. Ben Brown, only 26% owned. Maybe if you own one of these jag-off shithouse forwards, like... Like me, and you have... Um, look, maybe you have Ryan Burns. I don't know. No one would have... <laughs> no one told you to go pick up Ryan Burns. I wish I had a share of Jermaine Jones, though. He's, he started all right. Um, no one has Ryan Burns. Why would they? No. <laughs> and uh, Max Holmes, also a forward. 54% ownership. Did get a lot of midfield time there, down at the Cats. Okay. Um yeah, John Newcomb was is there forty eight percent seemed to play all right. Um, we thought he might have got a bit of a bump, but scored pretty nicely uh, on the weekend. I don't know what his job security is like because he was playing as the sub. Uh, Tommy Cuts twenty two percent ownership <laughs> as a defender. <laughs> hey, he, he, he played all got heap of marks, heap of ball. Um, I think he jagged a goal as well, so I'd be I'd be looking at him. Uh, if I need, if I copped a couple of injuries or my midfield's just pus, I'd be looking at Jack Ross as well. Uh, he's going to score you yeah, 80, 85, something like that. So I'd be looking at that uh, him as well. So, and I had the the two big boys that you mentioned as well. So yeah, it's it's hard round one because you don't you only got that small sample size. Yeah. So, um, what do you like when? Using your waiver, do you like just one of those people? I oh, scored a ton, going to grab him, or do you just like to see like a bit of data before you make a decision? Well, some of it's going to be team dependent. Like, say I needed a defender, I might go after. I don't know that we mentioned a defender. We've got a couple of guys who might pick up defence. Um, it's probably team dependent, but say I was really looking at like say Martin uh, and Archie Perkins again from Essendon. He got a lot of midfield time. And he's probably someone you could look at with the forward status. Well, Drake String is about to come back into that team. Kyle Langford went down in the very early stages of that match. So, look, there's a bit more opportunity for those guys with... Like, Kyle Langford's a good good enough player. Uh, mm. So, he missed. Good opportunity for the, those mid-forward types. You bring in an elite midfield forward type. Like, you might not like Jack Stringer, but he's a very good player. So yeah, th- right. that just sort of gives me pause about those sort of guys. Um, I-, I might not want to... What I might do is 
not use my waiver pick and just hope to pick up a Ben Brown type, a um, Holmes type that way. One of those guys who sneaks through to the free agency and just jam yeah, and a guy like Yeah, in, and if you're not in a keeper, Perkins might slip through because he only scores 70 and 77. So 70 Dream Team, 77 Supercoach. He might slip through because he's not going to be at the top of the pile on the waiver no. list. So he might slip through. That's That's my thinking. Uh, when it comes to those things. Robottom, look, if you needed a midfielder, yes, absolutely spend that priority on him. Yeah, no, yes, fair enough. I'm I'm similar similar vein, like it's all comes down to positional like cop and injury, whatever. But I'm not one of those ones that just pulls a trigger. Um I mean, straight off the bat if, I like to if someone see stands what, out a couple of weeks yeah. of data before I make um a, 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 a waiver. Yeah, if someone stands out, you're absolutely grabbing them. Like, there's no, no doubt about that. All right, Joe, I'm going to kick it off. Listener questions from Twitter. We got plenty here to get through. So, Frio asks, "When can I start my Tom Green victory lap? And Nick Dacos to be a top defender victory lap? And should it be reduced thanks to me fielding Bianco, courtesy of Powell originally not being named and West's Hammy? Well, take that Tom Green victory lap." All day, every day. Um, he looked unreal. I wonder if he's eligible for the Rising Star again. <laughs> ben Simmons. The Ben Simmons? No, I get it. Yeah, hey? <laughs> I said the Ben Simmons? Uh, the Ben Simmons. Uh, Nick Day has to be a top defender victory lap. Oh, fuck. He looks good. He looked real good, yeah. Yeah, uh, Matty says... Do you reckon uh, he'd be floating on some waiver wires? He could be on some waiver wires. Nick Day Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Matty R seen a half from Warple, and he may be on for forward status, but not scoring status. There you go. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Again, one week. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, Ninja says, Saad in shallow leagues, does he keep that rebound run roll, or were Tigers a once-off? Uh, no, he was playing that in the uh, Amy community community um, series game so I think he's got that role uh, for, the, for the rest of the season I was actually when I did see him playing that role I sort of bumped him up my draft boards a little bit but um, I only got a little bit of action on him, of him I didn't get didn't get a lot of him to, unfortunately but yeah no nah, he's got the role this year I think yeah that that's his game uh, former Gold Coast Suns legend Adam Saad. Cam Hawkins. Does Zach Williams have to buy a ticket to the game next weekend? <laughs> yes. Yes. You hate to see it. Big time. Big time. Uh, two, is it just me or were there a lot of low fantasy scores across the weekend? Uh, no, if you looked at any of my teams, there were some low fantasy scores. <laughs> uh, well, tackles are right down. Like... Like, let's be honest, this happens every year, Jono. You were mentioning about the ground slowing up, yep. uh, the game slowing up, teams playing a bit more defensive. Tackles last year, down in round one. Tackles this year, down in round one. It's like 15%. Did, like you, did you see the bloody... Year on year, we see it. Uh, tackles, Dustin Martin, zero. And it's that whole run. It's like, well, no shit. We know he doesn't tackle. Like, stop putting it up. So... I don't, I don't. Well, I mean, it's it's a lot tougher for him now that champion data don't just give them to him for no apparent <laughs> That is true. That is true. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Tackles will come. Tackles will come. So you'll see people scoring 
uh, once it slows down a bit, I think. Yeah, and he also just says Warple. I don't understand why people love Warple. I don't get it. I don't know. They've... They just had him one fucking year in salary cap. You know, he's going to get all the CBA and all the ball because they're rebounding, rebuilding. He's a bit young. I don't know. Just my two cents. Anyway. I, I, man, I, whatever. Xavier asks, why did I take Warple over Lipinski? I, I have no idea, man. Do what I did, buddy. And take them both. <laughs> oh, that's not good. But, like, Lipinski had all the upside in the world. He did. And he looked great. So, I don't know. Look, you just... And again, Xavier, you got to live with that move. Like, it's it's done and dusted. Um, just don't roster Warple. Can you cut him? Probably, probably I wouldn't think about it just yet. But... Mm. If you wanted to move on, I'd package him up with, with someone else, try to get a two-for-one across the line. Um, but fucking dogs is going nuts next door, Jesus. Well, dogs are um, important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they're everywhere. It's I found a it's frog in my things. backyard, like a full-size frog in my backyard on Friday. That was crazy. Really? I know it's a Oh, we get them everywhere. Uh, we get them all the time down the course. They they go in the holes, yeah. right? So when you're changing the holes, the fuckers are underneath the cup. You pick it up and this thing fucking jumps out at you. Well, I don't know how it kill, didn't kill it. I was, with the whippersnipper, just goes, just going hacking through the grass and I don't know how I didn't cut the poor bugger up. But, oh, right. Yeah, scared the crap out of me, though. Had a, oh, I had a snake the other day I almost ran over. We haven't, I haven't seen one for a while. Hmm. Um, it's been warm enough. Yeah. Oh, well, it's Portland. Ah, true. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gorn Fritchen asks, do we stick with Miller? Miller, Miller, you drafted him? Why? Maybe that's a salary cap question that snuck through. Yeah. They're just trying to frame it as a draft one. Yeah. If it's draft, you're probably ditching him. It's probably better on the waiver wire. Salary cap, get the hell out of here. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, good for him to come back, and we all like that. That's um, that's good. But I, I wouldn't have thought he was a great draft target. I think you can, I think you can move on. Mm. If you wanted to hold on for a week and just stick him on the bench, that that's another option. If you have that bench space, Pack and Send asks thoughts on the lizard Nick Blakey and his role now, and when Lloyd is back, and thoughts on Warple with the crab emoji. <laughs> yes, that's the right emoji, crab. Um, Blake is solid. 81 AFL Fantasy, 98 Super Coach. I don't think it's going to affect him too much, to be honest, because he was sort of going up the ground as well, um, playing on a bit of a wing, coming back. If anyone, maybe one of the McCartans, maybe. Like, they've just got, yeah, it's very hard at the moment with the first round. I want to see, I want to see a bit more. I want to see a bit more of what actually is going to happen down back there. I can't believe the Suns are losing this. <laughs> Dear God, we're losing. Go! Chol on four points. Jesus, what is going on? It's one. Anyway, uh, what was the next question? Arch asks, who are you targeting for a trade after down round one? Jono, I posted the Tim Shaw Demtel... Steak knives picture. I did say that. It's, Everyone's thinking about it. It's all about the low ball, We're just isn't looking it? Looking at those dipshit league mates. 
Yeah, it is all about the low ball. Fuck Stato's win-win. Yeah. That is just fucking loser like, talk. It is go for the jugular, <laughs> make people quit your league, That's embarrass right. the living shit out of them, print a t-shirt with the trade on it. Um, oh, it's all about the low ball. Like, if you've got an under, any underperforming, uh, I tend to stay away from the underperforming top guns, like your crisps and all that, Whitfields. But I'd be looking at, say, a Wingard, a Thomas... Maybe a liver, those sort of mid-tier guys that, yeah, you might be able to just, as you said, package something up, get a two-for-one from them, and um, like you could just throw them out. Like, Say you had a, a a bench player pop and and Warple. Package it up, give it to them. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, I I, um, I reckon Cam Guthrie. Oh. Cam Guthrie would be someone I'd, I'd go after. <laughs> yeah. 84, 92, massive second half. I, uh, and he's, and he's someone no one gives a shit about. Yes. Like, I think with Danger playing pretty much pure mid, but maybe he goes forward and Guthrie gets a bump with, if Cameron does miss a little bit more. Cameron, well, it doesn't look like Cameron's going to miss much. One to two, they said, with a pop, busted rib, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll say this, like, because I know everyone loves the trade talk. One thing people forget is that, say, there's all these players who have failed over the weekend, like Heppel, uh, Jordan Ridley, all these defenders, Whitfield, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be players who fail again. So don't think that, like, if you go to your league mate right now, uh, you're chasing Jack Crisp, you want to throw some low ball offer at him, they would rightfully decline you, okay? They might accept it if you're in a terrible league and they're a shit player, but they, they'll probably just um, reject you straight away and that memory will be there the next week if you try again when they fail. So mm. I always... If you can give it a couple of weeks and just try not to be like zeroed in on, say, a player... If you look across the landscape and go, more players will fail a second time, that happens, right? Correct. Jono, absolutely happens. And with two games of bad data under their belt, you're more likely to be able to pick up a deal. Now, the bad part is you might trade for that player and they just stink. But also, you've also got, depending on how big your league is, every other dipshit trying to... They're coming at them as well. It's like, give us Jack Chris, give us... And it's like, no, 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 no. And then when you're finally coming along thinking you've got the be-all and end-all trades after two weeks, they're just going to turn around and go, nah, like, there's people like that, they just say no all the time, but, you know. Well, maybe maybe if, if you've if you got a league mate, you, think, you you just message a few random league mates uh, individually and say, God, don't you hate these motherfuckers and their lowball offers? <laughs> That's a good Get idea. Get everyone on your side. That's it. Then can you, get on the front like foot really and make sure you clear that space so you can just get on in. Yeah, and then maybe next week. God, I'm getting these low ball offers again. Fuck, how about you? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> yeah. Do I have a deal for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, TWR asks, Martin, a no-brainer to use that RFA one on. Uh, Hold. You can. You can, but... You can. I wouldn't be. The thing is, and um, this is where I'd be a bit cagey about that. And, like, he'd ton up without the five goals. Is He's kicked five goals out of 11 
and they get Jake Stringer back next week. Mm. So that's where I'd be a real, I'd be really careful about that situation. Yep. You can you can absolutely burn it though. That's um, I wouldn't have a drama with it. I'd yeah yeah. He, fuck, he looked good. He did look good. Where do these guys come from? It's amazing how many good players are probably floating around state leagues that could tear it up. Well, that's right. Like, yeah, as I said before, that Jack Hayes, like, everyone inside South Australia knew how good he was and couldn't believe he wasn't on an AFL list. Yeah. And, like, we see him one game, and he's like, oh, it's the best player we've ever seen. Like, Jesus Christ, what are, the, yeah. what are these recruiters doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. And, um, and that's kind of... It's one thing that's funny is, like, you know, with the AFL having set lists... Uh, I don't know about you, John. I'm a massive fan of American sports, and you can just sign players any goddamn time you want. Mm. And it's like, well, imagine someone was tearing it up for half a year. You couldn't just bring him into the fold. I know they're getting the AFL sort of changing that, but it's it's always seemed kind of crazy to me. I guess. Um, what I would love to see is you know the top up players, the ten day contract things we've got going on. Is uh, I know we've got the small soft cock and everything. It's like Joe Blow absolutely brains it in his one game, I don't know how it's working, but if he gets another 10-day contract, but at the end of the year, can they draft him, I suppose, is what my question is. I'm not sure how it all works, but... Oh, well, I know the the top-up guys get... They basically get drafted, don't they? I, I don't... Oh, no, yeah, but at the end of the year, once that, they all stick. But once that contract's up, then at the end of the year, yeah. can they get onto the, the 44 list? Can they draft him for that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how, like, Johnny Noble got on and um, others. Jared asks, thoughts on the Hawthorne long-sleeve kit? Thought it was glorious myself. Didn't see the game. Can't can't comment. Johnny, you're not even wearing sleeves and you're on the show. No. Like, you can't be for it. Man, fuck the sleeves. Fuck sleeves. Sleeves are... They, they hinder. Why are people on the sleeves? Yeah. Like, Get the fucking guns out. That's it. You're an AFL football. Like, Got to have the eye candy for the girls and guys out there. Like, come on. Get on board. Fucking Chad Wingard with his sleeves flicking his fucking hair back. Do you want to look like that? Jesus Christ. Get it together. I'm not a fan of long sleeves. Not a fan. Clarko. Clarko, great Western Victorian. Would never wear sleeves. What was that game up in? Was it GWL? Canberra was snowing. He's just out there, the thongs and t shirt and the. (laughs) It's not cold. It's not cold, man. Mind games. That's it. Uh, Cam's burner, Dyson Heppel. That's the tweet. Yeah, look, it wasn't good. Let's move on. Yep, Steve. <laughs> um, Tristan X, Jack Hayes, or Nick Martin. If these three were all available on waivers in your league, and they're not because I have uh, the X Man, please rank in order of top pickup to least top pickup. Thanks, your scallywag. Scallywags. Your scallywag. I'd like to be called a scallywag. Um, hey, if I'm ranking, throwback. I'm going. You read Ginger Meigs? I did. I'm going the X Man, number one, uh, Hayes, and then Martin. Really? I think I'd go. I reckon I'd go X Martin and Hayes. Is the cons- Hayes situation's funny because they got Ryder? Mm, I, possibly Ryder's he's pretty washed. washed. He, he's pretty. Yeah, washed. I'm just putting a big fat line through that. And just nah. I'm having none of that. And I know you didn't listen last week, Jono, but I did mention... Yes, I did. Because you bloody... Oh, you did listen. Yeah, you called me a a liar. That's right. (laughs) For not clicking the super (laughs) coke option. 
And um, yeah, fuck, I hope I did. Um, was I wrong? I don't remember. No, honestly, I, might not have I thought wrong. I did actually click a button when I did it, but I, it was that long. I just didn't remember when I set the leg up. I thought I did. Yeah. Um, what the hell was I talking about? X Men, Hayes, Nick Martin. With um, yeah, the Hayes and um. Rider being washed. It's um. I mentioned on the show last week that the player I, I really feel like I wanted a share of that I didn't have a share of was Ryan Marshall mm. because I was like, man, he'll be the top rock, or at least very close to it, or he'll be a gun forward. I mean, Rider's done, man. That's not just leave leave Rider in in the resies, just you know whatever, and just bring him out if they make the finals because they're going to need a good tap ruckman. Even then, if they make seems like he'd be a good ruck coach. Yeah, just do it. Old um, sausage Mumford does just be the ruck coach now, and then you can and then nominate for the mid-season draft. It's fine. He's been a good player for a long time, Ryder. Doesn't get his dues. I no, don't like, think. even at Essendon, he was a gun. Like fucking oath, he was. Yeah, nah, he's a good player. Anyway, Freo asked, "What the fuck was that from Warple?" Man, a lot of Warple stocks in the, in the, the listeners. Uh, is there a question, is there a question from Jono in there? Or what the fuck happened with Warple? It's weird because uh, they're listeners of the pod, yet they have stonks in Warple. <laughs> were they listening to me when you were... Oh, I might have snuck something in there. Oh, oh, oh no. Maybe. When I was away. Yeah, maybe. Oh, Just no. the eight, when when the A-team was on. Well, they don't... When they don't, I hope they don't have Warple and Ryan Burns. Ooh, that's a that's a hard own. They're, they're playing, uh, you know. It's a COVID year. We don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Think positive. I think, uh, yeah. Wow, except for except for except for, except for Ryan. Except, I think he's just. Oh, we haven't even touched on that, Jack. So Jack Martin's already missing next week, along with Michael Voss and a few Carlton assistants. Yeah, I wonder what Jack, uh, Jack Martin. Jack Martin. Well, the problem was Jack Martin played a reasonable game, so obviously he has to miss. <laughs> it's going to be interesting if, you know, they've had contact with Vossi and Martin throughout the game and that, like, who knows what percentage of the teams had the COVID. Who's going to get or infected? Like, team. Or both. Both teams, like, in three or four days, what the infection rate is. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Well, well we're on the fourth day now, so we'd know. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Interesting. Keep an eye out for that. It's it was weird that Jake um, Lloyd won, right? Like, so if if he is missing with COVID, they they didn't even say that. There was I was watching the telecast. They if, didn't if they didn't say why Jake uh, Jake Lloyd was out. They nothing. It's like Lloyd. No, we don't know who this guy is. Like he doesn't. He's never played for Sydney. Who? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Look over there. What what, what trillion dollar note? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isaac, uh, what would you do with Nick Newman? Looked dreadful on Thursday night. Any scrap heap guys you could put a shift in? Uh, Newman, yeah. We always knew that when if when Doc came back that he was the guy to take the fall for that. So. Yeah, I think I dropped him down to like 45 or something. Yeah, like was, um... I, I did the switch. Well, I had I Doc Lowe and is... Newman up, and then once I heard that, I switched them around. Yeah, I'd, maybe... Someone from Port Adelaide is an interesting target. They had a lot of guys go pretty well. And also, um, 
I know they don't play the same role, but Durs is injured. Trent McKenzie is going to miss some serious time, you'd imagine. Reckon, so there's a little bit of opportunity down there. I reckon DBJ, like, I had him pretty low, but he looked pretty good. I don't know if he got the... He turned up. If he got the bump because of those injuries. Uh, yeah, he could be floating well, even Even uh, Burton, I know 58's not amazing, but mm. he's an option. Riley Bonner is an option. So there's a couple of guys in there. I, maybe someone at Melbourne... It's hard to really. There, there wasn't a lot of great scores in that Melbourne um, Bulldogs game on the Melbourne side where the injury is. But Stephen May, he should be good going forward. Um, maybe once Lever gets back, he's freed up a little. I don't know he plays more lockdown, but he might be freed up a little bit more. Uh, I'd certainly look in that direction. Definitely. Bowie was. No. Yeah, didn't score great. So uh, there's certainly some options. Wherever the injury is, that's where you want to look. That's the that's the rule of thumb. Correct, Amundo. Brandon asks, should I hold Leon Baker? Liam Baker look to be stuck up forward. Yeah, I think it's a hold still. Again, round one, he'll get. I think last week you spoke about the beneficiaries of the new tackling, holding the ball rule. Um, Liam Baker brings the forward pressure. Now. Whether that ball is coming inside 50 to Richmond a lot this year is a different question, but um, he is certainly one who can benefit benefit from um, tackles with that new holding the ball rule. Um, so I'd be holding him and, ju- and just wait, just wait. Fuck, Jermaine Jones. I can't believe I didn't have any stonks of him. He got midfield time, he's from up the road at Haywood, and he's absolutely balling out. And the Suns are losing again. <laughs> Fuck, Jesus. Every goddamn year. Why do we exist? Because <laughs> the AFL paid for the bill. Fuck. Just relocate to Portland. Yeah, at least Rouse. Now Gambia. Rouse getting his... Team out of the mountain. Rouse getting his hands on the ball. That's all I want to see. Chol. Yeah. Not good. <sighs> I thought he was a good dart throw. Mm. I thought wrong. Have we got any more questions? No, that was it. Did we do the trade target? I don't think we did. Yeah, I said Cam Guthrie. Ah, yes, we did. Okay. I couldn't remember. I don't know who you said. Uh, I said Wingard or Thomas. Which Thomas? Taron Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Taron. Yeah, that's right. We can say that. Fuck you, Stato. Yeah. Taron. Taron. I can't believe he swings both ways. On the name. Stato swings a lot of ways on a lot of names, does he ever? Jesus. Anyway, listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more of the same. Hooroo. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.